Hello there, this is the Beluga Toons podcast, Andy here, thank you so much for listening, or uh, for choosing to to listen to this week's episode, that's, that's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> you made that decision, good for you. <laughs> right, uh, what do I talk about this week? I give my thoughts on the film Pippi on the Run, uh, way back in, in 1970. That film was, yeah. Um, there's a six-minute shout-out, obviously. Not going to tell you what that is. <laughs> uh, I talked about a, a, an interesting episode of The Nostalgia Critic, which uh, turned up this week. I, I feel like that's definitely worth checking out. That isn't the six-minute shout-out. It's, it's another thing. I, I figured I, I couldn't make that next week's six-minute shout-out because... It'd kind of be a bit outdated, I don't know. <laughs> and it, it seems like a bit of a small thing, so yeah, I, I just I did that for my ten minute segment. I also talked a bit about a new website that I might be using to distribute my comic books, but I don't know. I haven't made up my mind. Uh, so we'll get on to Podflix, the movie segment. This is where where it always begins every week on this podcast. I give my thoughts on a randomly selected film. Each time that you know, each week it's, it's, it's a new selection. I have no idea until until I get that information. You know, I just have to watch it a week ahead. So, but yeah, every week I surprise myself with <laughs> a new title. So here are my thoughts on Pippi on the Run, and after that, you shall hear me reveal what the next film is going to be. swear word. You want to hear it? Mm-hmm. I'll whisper it so the little kids don't hear it, okay? Okay. I can't hear it. You're tickling me. Say it again. That's not awful. I know an awful one. Hmm? Ah, uh, that's not awful either, Charlie. I got one. Oh, you have one too, Ollie? Whose word is the worst? Annika's was the worst swear word of all. What did she say? I won't pollute the air in here where we're staying, repeating it. But I'll yell it out the window. Shut your damn cotton-picking mouth! Fed up with their strict parents, Tommy and Annika run away from home with their friend Pippi Longstocking to look after them in the long trek. Yeah, you know what? While I was watching this, it happened again. I actually realised I had seen this before. I think it's actually quite an interesting little story about um, my childhood. Because, yeah, uh, I I don't know if I actually had any... I, I, I'd never quite settled on kind of specific TV shows and films when I was younger. Because... There were a lot of random stuff. I mean, we, we just we had channels one through five, um, which you know I'm thankful enough for. You know, <laughs> my my dad was around when the, the there was only one channel they had to make do with. So, in in a, in a sense, I was 
I was kind of lucky. Um, and I think it was Channel 4. That, that, yeah, there's something about that that was quite curious because I seem to recall that it was like every Saturday they would show Sesame Street and then just show something really random. Uh, at least that's my memory of it. I, I, I might be... It might, uh, um, it might be it might be a little bit distorted, but yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it was one weekend, and I was just it was it was just you know after flicking through channels, I came across this very strange film. I didn't I didn't uh, I was not aware of Pippi Longstocking before, <laughs> yeah, um, for this uh, this moment, and yeah. Uh, I think I, I, I kind of came in at, um, about half an hour into it. And I can't remember exactly what I thought. I, I seemed to... I think at the time, I <laughs> I found most of it... You know, on one hand, I, 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 I found the characters a little bit annoying for some reason. Uh, but I kept watching. I, I think I, I, I do remember watching it right to the very end. Because, you know, this I must say, the scenes are, are definitely very memorable. Because I just saw it that one time. I didn't, I didn't see the whole thing, but I definitely remember all of those scenes. It, it was, it's kind of nostalgic in a way seeing it again. Uh, and and I think it, it's funny because watching it as an adult, like if you remember when I talked about Mary Poppins, about that how that's a film that. I, I just I love it more and more each time I watch it because I think I I do have a love for family films and I just feel like there are certain films that I I can actually just yeah you know, I, I can quite happily watch them even you know even though I'm thirty years old and I don't have children of my own or anything um, and yeah you know, I wouldn't say this about all family films. Uh, not everything I saw as a child has held up, in my opinion, but somehow seeing it again, like this is only the second time I've I've seen Pippi on the Run, but it 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 was strange in a cute sort of way, you know. The, yeah, and and I think I I enjoyed um, the kind of dialogue between the characters a lot more now. I actually noticed as, as some parts that. Um, in in a way, it's kind of refreshing because I've seen so many family films and TV shows where you have children just not being like actual children, not not behaving. Because yeah, and even though this is kind of fairy tale fantasy, not not, not in any way set in the real world. Uh, Pippi and her friends do behave kind of like regular children. Uh, the, the, these are the kind of things that you, you expect children to to want to do. They you know, go on little adventures and uh, play games with each other, and and uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it, it's a funny kind of mix because they they try to make it kind of enchanting, and at the same time. Um, there, there, there is a certain realistic quality to these to the characters. So I, d I definitely found that 
that was actually more interesting to watch now because and, and i would say the actors were surprisingly good like the the child actors <laughs> they 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 actually did a better job than a lot of adults i've, I've seen in films um and yeah i uh I also didn't realise until one specific part near the beginning that the the, uh, the, the Pippi movies are um, Swedish. I actually had no idea. Uh, it, that, that definitely made a lot more sense. The, the, there's one part where, because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's uh, an English dub, this, this is... Um, specifically the, the English dub version, I think. And if that's the case, I have to say they did an excellent job on dubbing. It's it, it's very subtle. You, you don't you, you don't get put off at all. I think they actually did pretty good. You know, it can't be easy to match match it up. And the, the reason that I've I'm I'm pretty sure that it, that it, it was a, a, a dub track. Um, there's this uh, storybook which appears very early in the film, and it has a Swedish title. And at one point. Um, Tommy refers to it as that Swedish book <laughs> because they, they're sort of make, trying to make sense of the fact that it has a Swedish title. So, yeah, um, I, I I don't know whether it was redubbed for, for English viewing I, I, or anything, but if so, they definitely did really well with that because <laughs> I, I, I know very little about uh, foreign films, or should I say, non-English speaking films? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to act like I do. I've gone on way too long for this one. Uh, <laughs> would I watch it again? Yes. Why not? I mean, it won't be the first time that a a film for, for children has, uh, you know, brought a smile to my face. It, as I say, it's kind of like Mary Poppins. If I, if I could enjoy Mary Poppins, just as you know, uh, yeah, uh, films are just put on. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I thought it was it, it was nice, <laughs> and the time has come for me to say, "Tell me, internet, what film will I be talking about?" in next week's, ne next week's episode of the Beluga Tunes podcast. Autumn Sonata, 1978. You pressed you, referring to me. That is incorrect. The correct answer is you. It is time for the six-minute shout-out. So, let's spin that internet wheel. Funny, I always say, let us spin the internet wheel. Um, there's only me here, <clears throat> so I'm the only one who can actually do that. But it doesn't matter. It's uh, it's landing on something. What's it going to be this week? It's going to be the tick. Yeah, the um, the new uh, Amazon TV. Series actually, because on IMDb it, it has it down as a TV movie, but I'm guessing that's because the, you know, there's there's also a trailer on IMDb for the uh, Amazon 
prime pilot season. So there's this and there's a few other other shows that are, are going to be launching. Um, so I think this is the pilot episode for what might be, a, 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 what seems very likely to be an ongoing series. It's, um, yeah, it stars Peter Serafinovich as, uh, as the tick. Uh, you know what, actually, if I'm being totally honest, I didn't actually watch the animated series or read the original comics. But um, while I was in university, I, I did watch all of the episodes of the Patrick Warburton live-action series, which I absolutely loved. Um, I thought that was really funny. Uh, one thing I noticed is that um, they, they've made a lot of changes to like the designs. I mean, because obviously the cartoon is, is done very much in that kind of... I suppose I'm guessing that's the style of the comic book, um, and yeah, um, I think uh, I I I don't know what what fans of of, of the animated series thought of Patrick Warburton because he played the part very well. Um, his costume was rather different; it was kind of a, a much darker blue, and and it had a complete open face. With with the new one, Peter Serafinovich uh, wears an outfit that's that seems to be a little bit more modelled on the original. Uh, he has his that's a sort of built-in mask, and and it's a it, it it's a lighter shade of blue, a bit a bit closer to the original, I think, because yeah, uh, I'm aware of what what the character in the animated show looked like, even though I I, I didn't really watch. Uh, that one uh yeah uh so i'm hoping this one is as good as the patrick warburton one i remember because there was a rumor that patrick warburton was going to reprise the role his, his role uh, um and yeah i got excited i, th I thought they were going to bring it back and have an uh, another series that just like the 2001 series uh and so yeah, I was a bit a bit disappointed when I found out he wasn't going to, to be playing that playing it again, because he is attached to this, isn't he? Like a producer or a director on this? Did you know Patrick Warburton is one of the producers? He played the title character in The Tick, two thousand and one. And and the funny thing is, because I've seen Peter Serafinovich in in a lot of British TV shows and films. I remember the the first thing I saw him in was that episode of I'm Alan Partridge. It's, it's the second series. That there's an episode where he he, he plays um, a, an English character who's very into American things. It's, it's almost foreshadowing of where his career was going. But I later on found out that he he's done a lot of voiceover work. He was the voice of Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace. Um, I, um, I also thought he was brilliant in um, Killing Bono. But yeah, so, so most of the time he would play British characters. And and also, I just generally thought, you know, Patrick Warburton somehow seemed closer to what the tick as a character was meant to be. And I, I, I was sceptical about Peter Serafinovich. But I forgot that uh, he's Peter Serafinovich. He can do pretty much anything he can be anyone 
he's a real chameleon actor uh and and it, he's quite familiar with doing uh american accents and other you know, lots of different voices because like, i i i've seen the trailer and and some of the preview stuff and he sounds you know, he, he because he, he he can make his voice very similar to that of Patrick Warburton, and I yeah you know, I am comparing it a lot to that one because it, again it's it, it's the second time this has been done in live action, and yeah you know, I feel like yeah uh, it's funny that I'm talking about this as it's something that I, I yeah I don't know a lot about in terms of the original, but then again I. As, as I say, I did get very excited uh, when I heard that it was it was gonna it was gonna be another live action series, and yeah, it looks it looks very funny. This is why I'm, I'm giving it this shout out. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's it. That's uh, the the new tick, the pilot episode of of the uh, tick with Peter Serafinowicz. I have fallen, and I choose not to get up. Hi, we're here on the street asking people about the fump. Excuse me, sir, do you know what the fump is? The what? The fump. F-U-M-P. Oh, I don't know, uh, but it doesn't sound appetizing. I don't want any. Isn't that the sound a groundhog makes when you run over it with your car? Uh, no. Can you tell me what the fump is? Is it the enemy in the next Spider-Man movie? I don't think so. A clean-burning car that runs on pancakes? What? Isn't that the stuff the Nutty Professor invented? No, that's Flubber. The Fump. What is the Fump? Ooh, it's a dog. I think it's half Great Dane, half Chihuahua. Is that even possible? Sounds like something you get from a cheap hooker. Oh, come on, no. Doesn't anyone around here know what the Fump is? I do, but I'm a paid announcer with a script in front of me that explains it. Fine, fine. Go do your thing. The Fump is the funny music project. It's a website where comedy musicians post funny songs and parodies. New songs are uploaded every Tuesday and Friday. The songs are available for free download from thefump.com or automatically via our podcast feed. The Fump features some of the biggest names in comedy music from the Dr. Demento Show, including the great Luke Ski, Robert London Spav, Devo Spice, Worm Quartet, Rob Balder, Possible Oscar, Tom Smith, Raymond and Scum, Power Salad, Bob Ricci, Carla Ulbricht, Steve Goody, Paul and Storm, and Jonathan Colton. High-quality downloads and compilation CDs are also available. Find us at www.thefump.com or look us up on iTunes. And for behind-the-scenes discussions on the songs posted to The Fump, listen to the Funny Music Podcast. Thank you. See, people, was that so hard? So it is something you get from a cheap hooker. Look, the one I was with last Friday sold me a copy of the Volume 10 compilation CD. Ugh, I quit. I'm going home. The Fump. It's not something you get from a cheap hooker. You Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. 
we're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be, to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so now I'm I'm going to be uh, giving my latest update on password security. Basically, all I have to say is I updated some passwords this week. <laughs> I'm probably getting to the end of that now. I, I, um, I just need to make sure that I I keep remembering to do that. I, I think I, I, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've actually set up, I've set up a, a reminder for the, the kind of things that I I have to do on Monday. Is that there are just there are a couple of things that I'm trying to make sure that I do every week and keep keep on track of that. So yeah, that, that's that's the boring stuff out of the way. Uh, now I'm going to be talking about the nostalgia critic because I. This morning, I, I I saw the latest Nostalgia Critic editorial. The editorials are really good. I, I definitely recommend these. In fact, this is kind of it's like a six-minute shout-out, except I just thought, you know, um, it's relevant now as I'm recording this. Um, but by the time the next episode comes out, you know, the, there would have been another review, and because um, Doug puts, puts out these videos once a week. Um, so every other week he does the editorials, and they they can be really interesting. And this was a good one. It, it was it was called um, "Is Weird the New Brilliant?" Because there are a lot of really popular shows that come out over the past few years that um, are very strange uh, and kind of at first glance you would think they were they were, they were kind of stupid or juvenile. But then you actually when you actually get into the the program first of all the the uh the characters are enjoyable to an extent where they you know you just um you find yourself getting invested and all that and and, and then you start to realize it's it's kind of more deep and and the yeah the um prime example he seems to give is Bojack Horseman. He talks about how it's like his new favorite cartoon because th- this video is is generally about cartoons that, that do this, that have this this kind of weird take on storytelling. Um, so yeah, uh, and and, I, and it was very interesting, especially because normally I 
I get to see what um, what cartoons Doug has been checking out because he, he'll do like he'll do vlogs. He did vlogs for Last Airbender, Adventure Time, Gravity Falls, and Steven Universe and things like that. Uh, and I, I recently saw him uh, on on his Facebook. He mentioned that he'd also been watching Rick and Morty. Um, and he's done over the garden wall and things like that as well. Yeah, so he he seems to be a big fan of uh, of the these new cartoons and yeah, I um I I actually heard him give his opinion on Bojack Horseman until I watched this video and he does he describes it very well because it is another one of those things you. You take one look at it and you think, how can this be anything like... I suppose when I looked at it, I could imagine it being funny, but I wasn't prepared for <clears throat> the emotional stuff. Um, you would never expect... Well, m most people would never really expect to find very deep, very emotional themes and... Yeah, that, that, sort of, you know, that, that, that kind of kind of heart to it because I, I did also I watched the entire series of um, the, the first season of uh, F is for Family because I, I saw the voice cast of that and I thought okay that, that should be worth checking out and it's not bad but in a way because I, I, I just finished watching Bojack Horseman and I feel like that show it, it managed to, to um to to do the kind of heartfelt stuff a bit better, so yeah, it, was, it seemed like a tough act to follow, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know if, if Bojack is my absolute favourite because there's something about Rick and Morty. I I feel like that is still my favourite cartoon right now, and um, I I don't know when the third series starts. Has it started yet? I don't know. I've no idea. Um, the thing is, because they they did say at the end of season two that they're going to go on a big hiatus. So yeah, uh, from from then on, I was like, well, maybe just let go of it for the time being because I'll I'll know when it when it returns. But now I'm just thinking, hmm, I'm not really, I'm not really looking out for it. Yeah, so I, I don't really have any way of uh, knowing exactly. But never mind. Um, I, I probably don't have to go on for quite as long in in this segment because I think I I did roughly eight minutes on Monday. Sorry, I'm just putting together how I'm, how I'm gonna time all of this so that it's uh, yeah. Um, Tuesday was just over six minutes. <laughs> so yeah, I I, I suppose uh, yeah. Well, that that was just an extra two minutes, so I'll just I'll just keep going for a bit. Um, I don't know if there's much else of, of my own work that I can talk about. I I think I've just generally been finding that, uh, yeah, everything's fine as long as I tr kind of stick to my plans as best as I can. But at the same time, I'm finding 
I, I do need to bend the rules a bit. I, I can't get too obsessed. Uh, I, I, I need the, I need the creative freedom. Because at the end of the day, everything I'm doing, it's, it's, it's not, um, I'm, you know, I'm not, not hanging my entire career on it. <laughs> um, I found a good website. Well, I guess this is this is something that I might start doing because, from the looks of it, you know, it, it could be really helpful for me. Uh, Lulu.com, uh, which which is very much like MagCloud and Blurb. Those were the platforms I was using to sell physical copies of my comic. Um, Blurb, I I kind of detached myself from over time because. The thing about that one is you have to uh, you have to have to buy a copy of the book in order to be be able to to sell copies online. Um, with MacLeod, you don't have to do that. I don't know if that's the case with Lulu. I hope not. It, it looks like it has some really good tools. It seems like most of the people who use it are publishing their own works. You know that well. When I, when I, I mean specifically people who are writing books with illustrations and um, comic book artists. A lot of a lot of them seem to be using it because it, it it's not exclusively a magazine thing. Well, Mag MagCloud I suppose isn't exclusively magazines. You c you can be creative and make books, but I feel like this one is a bit more tailored to comic book artists or people who are putting together novels. Maybe I don't know. Because blurb was kind of like that. That 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 was uh, very broad, but at the same time, there were a lot of restrictions. And I, I thought, you know, I, I can't be spending money. I just I just want a print-on-demand service that I can use for my comics. Um, I I'm, I don't know if this this new comic I'm doing, the one the one that I've mentioned a few times, because I, I I still don't know when I'm I'm going to bring that out. I mean, it's getting to the point where I, I probably have I can probably give myself a better idea of when it's likely to be completed. Um, so maybe that will go up on Lulu. I, I may spend some time uploading the old new stuff comics um, one by one. Could take a little while, but uh, it it would probably be worth doing. So yeah, and so yeah, Lulu looks a little bit better than MagCloud, a little bit a little bit better than Blurb. So it's probably the uh, the better option altogether, hopefully. What's red and smells like blue paint? Red paint. Yep, now you're getting it. Well, the time has very nearly come for me to send you all on your merry way. I say that every week. Uh, I must try and think of something original so that this doesn't just sound like the same old ending. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make sure that each episode has a fairly original ending. I feel like this is a good opportunity to say anything that I forgot to say um, in the uh, previous segments. I'm not really sure if I can think of much, really. Uh, let's see, I, I talked about uh, Pippi on the Run, The Tick, um, The Nostalgia Critic, and Lulu.com, uh, which I have just found out um, does require you to buy the first copy of whichever book you're publishing. So it is very similar to Blurb. In fact, I'm starting to think that maybe MagCloud is the better option. 
I don't know. I might try and, and maybe one of the projects that I do next year, um, I, I might try and tailor it for um, Lulu's requirements because um, I, I think I'm, I'm going to want to see what their service is like and um, what the finished product will be like if I'm using that as the platform. But yeah, it's highly unlikely that I will be selling issues of my comics via that website if it means I have to actually pay money because I can't really afford to do that. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's going to be like that. I, I'm still very much a hobby artist, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I can't say that I'm any anything more interesting than that. <laughs> yeah, so... That's pretty much it. I think I think I've said everything that's on my mind uh, for this week. So yeah, uh, don't forget there is the com the comic book club here in Southampton on the third Thursday of every month. Uh, I still don't know exactly where the next one's going to be. I will find out. Um, hang on, when, when's this one going to go? It's going to go up on the tenth, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the tenth. I'm just going to pretend that it's the tenth right now when <laughs> I'm recording this. Oh, so sorry. Um, yeah, so I think uh, hopefully I'll be able to find out. Uh, actually, no, we, we would have had the uh, comic book club. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the 15th that the, the next club is. Never mind. Um, it's from 7pm to 10pm. Uh, they, they have a Facebook page, so you'll be able to find updates there. Uh, that's the comic book club Southampton on Facebook. Yeah, uh, my website is www.belugatoons.com. That was it, yeah. Uh, my Redbubble store is belugatoons.redbubble.com. My Twitter is at belugatoons. And also at belugatoonspod. And that's B-E-L-U-G-A-T-O-O-N-S. Hey, you didn't think I was going to remember, did you? Yeah, <laughs> just... just uh, just suddenly hit me. <laughs> uh, this podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Deezer, and SoundCloud. Yep. All of those. Take your pick. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's it for this week. So, yeah, thanks very much for listening. Take care, everybody. And bye-bye. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.